Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Hunsaker. In this episode, we take a closer look at the challenges veterans face when transitioning from the military to civilian life. Despite the wealth of programs available to personnel through the Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs, the private sector has a critical role in supporting veterans during this time as well through job transition programs. During their service, personnel build skills that are invaluable to the private sector in everything from organizational management to IT. The challenge often comes, however, in translating those skills or making the right connections. Today, I sat down with Matt Keller, Vice President of Talent Acquisition at Chaniga Mayos, about the challenges veterans face and strategies for finding a new role and mission after a life of service. Matt is a well-known speaker and mentor who works with veterans and families during their season of change. I hope you enjoy our conversation today. Almost a quarter of a million service members leave the military each year and begin their civilian lives. So tell me, what factors are driving the decision to separate from the service? Well, there's a lot of factors, and it's different for each individual. Many just have ended their service commitment. Each person that enters the military has a contract, and that contract has specific requirements in it of length of service and type of training that they'll receive and these sort of things. And many just have joined as a stepping stone towards what their personal goals are in the future. So when that time comes up, they move on to that next goal. Now that goal may be career opportunities. Some may leave just to pursue a civilian career opportunity that they've been looking forward for a long time. They've joined the military to get their experience and their training, and now they're looking to bring that experience back to a local community and and to move on into a civilian career. Others have very strong family considerations that lead to them no longer being able to uh, live in in a military type of environment. And whether that's just spending more time with your family or to not be deployed for long periods of time, that can really be a significant factor in a lot of people's decisions. Others have joined the military to get the money that they need to go to college. So they get out to pursue their educational goals. And when they, when they do leave, uh, many of them remain affiliated in a reserve component or have a goal to re-enter the service once their educational pursuits have been completed. Now, there are other people that have that will have uh, factors like health reasons because of the physical demands of military service. Some folks will not be able to continue in that demanding type of an environment. So they choose to separate so that they can continue on and and support uh, government operations and civilian careers in other ways. And then lastly, things change. People change their goals in life. And the military service may no longer align with what their personal goals are. So they're just seeking a different path outside of the military. So all those are different factors that go into one's decision to leave the service. Is there also the factor of individuals that do not wish to leave the service, but are at the end of their contract or have done all their years and they're now struggling with assimilating back to civilian life and are just more adapted to combat and their life in the service? That's very possible, uh, very possible. In fact, at about the 15-year mark of my military service, my wife asked me what I was going to do when I grew up. And I really had no idea or aspirations that I was ever going to leave the service. Uh, I stayed for 25 years, and at the end of my time, 
it was just I had made the decision. It was time to go on and to do something in a different environment. But I've turned out to do exactly the same job in the civilian environment that I did in the military environment. So uh, to me, it was just a change of uniform versus a, a change of career. That's incredible. Thanks for that, Matt. So that how yeah how do, how does the Department of Defense's transition assistance program help retiring service personnel? I'm a graduate of the Department of Defense transition assistance program. It definitely helps retiring service personnel by providing resources and support uh, for a successful transition to civilian life. Uh, the TAP program includes workshops covering topics like resume writing, job searching, strategies to, to start a civilian career, even financial planning. But the biggest thing that I learned through the transition program was networking and how to rely on other people for assistance as you go out and look for, for the next job uh, on your career path. Also, they spent a lot of time letting me know what type of benefits would be available for me after I separated from the military. They helped me set up my physical so that I could be evaluated for military type uh, related disabilities. They let me know how my benefits would work on, on my health care, how I could still continue to take care of my family based off of a lot of the things that I had done and earned as being an active duty member. Um, and it really aims to equip that military personnel with the skills and knowledge that's needed for that smooth transition into civilian workforce. While I was attending the transition assistance program class, a friend of mine went on a job interview. He came back from the interview the next day and shared all the information from the interview with me and said that that company was looking for somebody immediately and he didn't get out of the service for six months. He shared their contact information with me. I called them up, had an interview in two days, and in less than two weeks, I was working for that company, all because a friend that I was going through the transition program with me, networked with me and shared that opportunity. And that's how I landed my first job out of the service. So for me, it's a great success story. And I still continue to assist in the transition assistance program as an instructor and as a mentor helping other veterans in the same process. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the private sector. So what role do they play in supporting the move from military service to civilian life? So I would say that they, they have an equal and just as important role. Private sector companies play an absolutely crucial role in supporting transitioning military service members. They offer them employment. They also offer them opportunities, mentorship programs, and various support initiatives. Many of the companies recognize that the valuable skills and the qualities that a veteran brings, such as leadership, discipline, adaptability, those sort of things, they actively recruit from the military because that's the type of skills that they're looking for in their civilian workforce. So we participate in programs like the SkillBridge program. This is a DOD program that places transitioning military members into our company as interns even before they get out of the service. And for up to six months, they gain valuable on-the-job experience prior to entering the civilian job market. We also participate in the Army's Partnership for Success program. 
This program aligns Army personnel with companies that have the needs for the same skills that these veterans have learned through their military service. It's a perfect marriage, and it shows us that we can take these skills and apply them in the civilian sector, in many cases, right back towards supporting the same mission that these veterans were supporting while they were on active duty. So based on those those types of actions, our company has won awards for being military friendly, a best place to work in the Washington, D.C. area. And most recently, we received the Department of Labor's Higher Veterans Gold Medallion. Now, that that is the only federal award that's given for companies that prepare veterans coming into the civilian job market. So overall, the private sector contributes significantly to facilitating successful transitions for our military veterans. Yeah, those are some really impressive accolades. So tell me, what are some obstacles that stand between veterans and private sector employment? You know, this is a, that's a great question. And a lot of people don't really think about the fact that because the veterans work mostly on military installations, access to the veteran is the main obstacle. The tightened security that at most military bases has limited our access that in the past I was able to freely go in and out of military bases and talk to folks simply by saying, hey, we've got opportunities. We'd love to talk to people about them. We have the limited access and we also have very small windows in which to be able to get face to face with the veterans on the military post. So initiating a dialogue is very difficult for us. Once we've started the dialogue, it's very easy to to continue the process. That's why it's so important for us to make our presence known on things like our career sites, our websites, and our social media presence. So that's really the number one uh, obstacle. Once we talk to folks and show them what's available and present the options to them, it really breaks down those barriers and, and those fences and we're able to help more people. So what is the best way to circumnavigate that obstacle of having limited access to bases? So for me as an individual, I have that magic card that gets me in everywhere, a retired military ID. So <laughs> I don't have that that problem, but I have to make sure that I have enough people on my staff that are also retired veterans so that we don't have that barrier to communication and that limited access. But there are ways to get through just about everything. Uh, most events that are held on military posts, they'll give an, uh, an ability to get on an access list prior to the event. So it takes good planning. And for companies that do this on a regular basis, we understand what the process is. But for companies that are looking to get involved with the Veterans Transitions Assistance Program and job fairs on military posts, there's a lot to learn about that. So I would definitely recommend not to take a situation where you can't get in or where you're told you can't do something the first time. Ask the positive question. Well, what do I need to do to qualify? What do I need to do to prepare myself to attend these events? And you'll find a way to get through it. It's just a little tougher than just saying today, hey, I'd like to go over to the post and see some folks that are interested in coming to work for me. It doesn't happen that quickly. A lot more prior planning it takes to, to make that happen. <laughs> yes, and 
persistence sure is key. So yeah, sure. You alluded to some of the important skills such as leadership, adaptability, and discipline that veterans bring to the table with them. Let's dive a little bit further into this and talk about how do they translate exactly into their business and career successes. Firstly, let me say military folks are dedicated. They are mission focused. They take whatever the mission of their organization is and they take ownership of it. They buy into it. They support it. And and that type of dedication and focus is a very rare thing to find in an average employee. Military members are extremely adaptable. They've learned to work in different environments for different leaders. Change happens, they adapt. They have willingness to learn new skills. That is an absolute, you can't put a value on that. When somebody says, yep, I don't know how to do that, but I'm willing to. And before you know it, within a few short weeks, you're reaching out to that person as your new subject matter expert because they've taken on these tasks. They embrace the change. They are able to manage their self and they learn a lot through their own actions. Many military members are dedicated towards lifelong learning, whether that's learning something on the job with the skills that they do or self-educating by attending blogs, chats, uh, websites, reading, consuming their information from many different sources so that they, with the goal of making their self better on the job that they do. And then lastly, they're great team players. They're not really used to doing individual things because they're a person, they're a member of a team. And that team has a greater goal and they buy in towards whatever that mission focus is uh, for the organization they're a part of. And they see that organization's success as their individual success versus somebody that may be seeking just personal accolades. We've certainly covered a lot and this has been very valuable and insightful. So Matt, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Just to remember this statement, if you see somebody in need of assistance, offer your help, share your knowledge and help them along their path towards meaningful civilian employment. Veterans have sacrificed so much for our country. They deserve our help and moving on to the next chapter of their lives. Thank you, Matt, for joining us today, and a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you're interested in staying up to date on the latest best practices and proven strategies for leveraging innovative technologies in federal, state, and local government, be sure to visit governmenttechnologyinsider.com. I've been your host, Lucas Hunsaker, and until next time, so long.